0: All right, welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. This is Alex Mason, your host. I hope you're doing amazing. Welcome to the number one investment banking podcast in the world. So happy to share that with you. (laughs) And I hope that uh, you get a lot of value out of today's episode. We've been talking about deal pitches Last time we talked about BIP, Brookfield Infrastructure Partners, acquisition of Triton International. That's one where I went a little bit more in-depth into the nature of the deal, the elements of it. And today I just want to help you get a little bit more practice. Here's another deal that I looked at um, several months ago, which uh, it actually ended up closing so fast that I didn't even end up really doing a ton of research on it because it was just a very fast deal but it's an interesting one in a completely different sector that I think you may enjoy learning about as I did so basically post holdings which is a a consumer packaged goods company CPG acquired some brands from jm smucker and jm smucker you may know them for their jellies and like peanut butter and their their spreads basically like their food spreads and they also sell many many other things but one of those branches is their pet food subsidiary their business a bunch of different brands for pet food so post ended up acquiring this in middle early to middle of 2023 so first of all who are the players here well post holdings i just mentioned they're a cpg company What they sell is they sell things like ready-to-eat cereal. They sell pet food, peanut butter. They also sell protein shakes, eggs, potatoes, cheese, sausage products, granola, nuts, dried fruit, and pasta. Essentially, they sell a wide variety of packaged foods, including pet food. And one trend that's been happening in this industry over the last several years that I've been following a little bit from time to time is this trend toward high-margin, high-priced pet food. Pet food has kind of become the growth engine of the food business in a way, or one of the growth engines, uh, because pet food in general has risen in price faster than the rate of inflation over the last several years. People, it turns out, are willing to pay a lot to feed their... They're furry little friends. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So that's been a little bit of a growth engine. So what we've seen, actually, is consumer packaged goods companies who traditionally had just focused purely on human food expanded also into pet food as well. With one example, uh, like General Mills actually bought a pet food company several years ago and I believe still holds it. And so now we see kind of these shuffling around of pet food brands here as Post acquires J.M. Smucker. So that's Post Holdings. And Jam Smucker is also another American CBG company. They sell very similar things. They sell consumer foods, pet food, they sell coffee, and of course their famous jellies and jams. Now, Post Holdings announced this acquisition in February of 2023, and they ended up closing in April, late April of 2023, which actually I think is a pretty fast acquisition Um, and i think i know why so as i was digging into post holdings and their subsidiary that owned that did this deal which is called post consumer brands i noticed something interesting about the business model so what i noticed is that post is different than a lot of other companies within its industry which is that most businesses are in the business of just whatever they sell and that's what they do and they intend to do it for a long time look at a company like campbell soup they just acquire businesses little by little over time like for example they acquired pepperidge farms i think in the 1960s and if you're not familiar with that company's name they make goldfish the little cheese crackers <laughs> that people love so much and they're still being sold all these decades later still owned by campbell soup And that's on its way to becoming a billion-dollar brand all by itself. So most of these businesses in the industry are focused on just selling their brands, improving efficiency, and acquiring brands selectively over time and creating more value. Like That's what a company does. But Post Holdings is a little bit different. Post Holdings, of course, wants to have high-quality brands, but they act a little bit more like a private equity company in the sense that they're not afraid to shuffle around their assets. They're looking to make an acquisition that looks attractive, add some value over time, and then they're okay with selling off the asset as long as it's for a good return. So so that's what Post likes to do. They like to acquire these smaller food brands and then sell them for a gain a couple of years later, effectively acting as a publicly traded private equity firm in the CPG food business. (laughs) So that was something new to me that I learned. So they decided to do this deal. It costs $1.2 billion, and I'll go ahead and just read part of the announcement of the financial aspects of it. So whenever you see a deal for a publicly traded company, the news section of the investor relations part of their website is gonna have a press release you want to read that press release in detail because it's going to tell you a lot of information about the deal itself so here's part of what that announcement looks like for post post will acquire the pet food business for 1.2 billion dollars on a cash-free debt-free basis subject to an inventory adjustment under the terms of the agreement at closing post will pay 700 million dollars in cash and issued to the J.M. Smucker Company approximately $500 million of new shares of Post Common Stock, which is approximately 5.4 million new shares of Post Common Stock. Post expects to fund the cash portion of the purchase price with a combination of cash on hand and through borrowings under its existing revolving credit facility. The transaction is expected to be leverage neutral. Upon closing of the transaction, post pro forma net leverage ratio is expected to be 5.2 x okay and then it goes on and on i won't read the entire thing but effectively they expect you know millions of dollars in like synergies and you know net present value of tax benefits and all sorts of other details but what is this saying what is this basically saying well The way that I would summarize this is Post is acquiring Jam Smucker for $1.2 billion. They're spending $700 million in cash and $500 million in stock. That's the consideration. It's almost but not quite a 50-50 cash stock deal with a little bit more in cash than stock. And so that's what they're doing. The cash is coming from basically cash that Post actually has. As well as some of their short term borrowings, so post is not going out and signing this huge term loan or some mezzanine loan with super high interest rates in order to fund this acquisition no they're funding it in a pretty conventional way uh, with should have a relatively low cost of of debt so that's a plus there for post and you know they're it's a leverage neutral deal which means they're not they're not Creating this huge amount of debt on their balance sheet in order to do this. So it seems relatively prudent financially. Um, so that's essentially the deal. And this ended up closing in the end of April. And there's another announcement on their website where they basically just announce what happened. Um, and it looks like they ended up using some of their term loan facility and also created some new shares of stock in order to pay for the acquisition. So that's what happened. And you could also talk about things like the rationale of this deal. Like why would they do this? Well, that's basically post-business model. They act as a a quasi-private equity company. These are pet food brands which have traditionally higher margins than ready-to-eat human food, processed food products. And you might also talk about the fact that the deal is leverage neutral, so it, it doesn't increase the risk while potentially having great upside. You know, though these are the kinds of things that you could weave into a narrative when describing this kind of a deal. But essentially, look at whatever the facts are and just try to piece together the parts of the story that matter and then come up with an opinion on those facts and on that narrative. Okay, that's what I got for you today here on investment banking insights i hope you're having an amazing day my name is alex mason and i am your host i'll see you next time